Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this Tuesday morning. Great to have your company, as always, on 1170am in Sydney, wherever you've got us. Crystal clear on the SEN app. Come and join us this morning as we move through the world of sport, which just never stops spinning. Our thanks to Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis. MC's back at work today. So just as they were wrapping up there, he's heading back into the office and he's going to go in search of stories with a blank canvas so I just had a quick word to him and said, where are you going to start? Are you going to start with your go-tos? You're going to hit the phones, obviously, but are you going to start with your go-tos or are you just going to start in a different manner? He's going alphabetical order. So it could be a long day on the phone. So why don't we start there as, as MC jumps in the car, leaves our SEN building and heads off to work to fill some column inches in the paper and he'll be listening. Let's give him the helping hand. Are there any stories you reckon that Michael Carianis needs to sniff out because you can set the editorial agenda here in the News Corp papers and we'll see how it pans out. So 0457 736 736 is the text line or 1300 01 1170 is the open line. You got any little tidbits of information, you know, news tips that we can just pass on in. Shower or two today for Sydney, a top of 29 in the city and 30 in the west. It was muggy again this morning and quite hot at the back end of yesterday, but it appears as though that's the way it's going to be for a couple of days here in Sydney. Coming up on the program this morning, the next three hours, we're together. Uh, Daniel Cherney from Code Sports will join us. Daniel Garb, so a couple of the Dans in line. Um, Garby is hosting the global game here on SEN, so a bit to talk about there. And, of course, a lot to talk about as we now start the official countdown to Super Bowl 58, Swift Bowl, and Laurie Horish from ESPN will be along for the ride. Now, we started the week yesterday with a day of sporting questions. A lot of questions for us to ask after the weekend sport that we watched unfold. And now it appears as though we've got a day of sporting conundrums. So a little bit different, a confusing or difficult problem or question is the official sort of explanation of what a conundrum is. But when you sort of scope the world of sport this morning, and in particular cricket, it appears as though the fallout and the wash-up and the breakdown and the reaction from Australia losing a test by eight runs is now starting to get ourselves into a bit of a twist about what question we should ask. We don't really know how to handle this one. So let's pose some sporting conundrums today. And do you have any that offer up a poser that perhaps we can try and solve? I mean, there's... A bit of a conundrum around Manus Labuschagne. I'm going to take you through all of the facts and figures 
and see if you can make up your own minds. But let's look at Marnus, for instance, as a bit of a conundrum. Needs more runs, no doubt about it, but averages 50 in test cricket. So on the flip side of, of that, which way do you want to look at it? Needs more runs, but still a player who's averaging 50. However, that average has dropped by 13 recently. So there's another conundrum. Average was 63, now 50. Which one do you want here? It's very rare to find players who average 50 in test cricket don't fall off trees. What about the Dragons? They land a big one in Raymond Faitala Mariner, but as club captain, he wasn't wanted at the Bulldogs. How do you view that as a conundrum? The Socceroos, I'll chat to Daniel Garb about this. They win again, 4-0, into the quarterfinals of the Asian Cup. The first thing you see is, ah, are they good enough? Critics have got questions. Graham Arnold's on the defence again. How much more does he have to do? And then Super Bowl 58. So we now know who's going to be there. The Kansas City Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and the San Francisco 49ers. I grew up loving the 49ers. I've become a huge Chiefs fan, and I'm a huge fan of Mahomes and the work that he does. So I've got two dogs in this fight which is not a bad way to be. I'm going to get splinters all day in a couple of weeks. So who do I go for? That's my conundrum for Super Bowl 58. 0457 736 736. That's the text line or 1300 011170 if you'd like to join us and pose some sporting conundrums at me. So let's dig a bit deeper into what's happening in the world of cricket here. And isn't it amazing? Off the back of the year that we've just had, the 12 months or so that Australian cricket under Pat Cummins has just had, we find ourselves almost in a bit of free fall. The focus now switches to the white ball after a home summer that netted four wins from five test matches against Pakistan and the West Indies. So the Australian results this home summer, 360-run win, a 79-run win, an eight-wicket win, a 10-wicket win, and an eight-run loss that could have gone either way. Now, they shouldn't have lost that test match to that team. They know that, and you reckon that the debrief will be brutal. As much as the words that are coming out are reassuring, it'll be brutal. They would not have wanted to, obviously, lose that test match, and they'll be starting to pick their way through it as to why they lost that test match. But in this 11-month cycle, Australia has claimed the World Test Championship the Ashes, the Ben O'Kadir Trophy, the Frank Worrell Trophy, so series that have been won or retained. It's been an extraordinary 11 months. But when you start digging into the numbers, this is where the conundrums start to pop up. Yeah, they've claimed or retained those in very important series, but in test match victories, they're striking at 50%. Eight out of 16 tests along the way have been won. Now, both of the newspapers today have had a good look at this. And I want to have a good look at it with you as well. But Andrew Webster's put it nicely. He said, if Pakistan in the Sydney Morning Herald, he said, if Pakistan had held their catches in the three-match series, we might have been having different conversations about this Australian side. It's a good point. Crash Craddock says, this team's very good, but not great. Crash in the Daily Telly this morning. Hard to beat, he says, but not unbeatable. An exceptionally good bowling team and a good but not damn-busting batting side. So this is the kind of position we find ourselves in this debate. 
And I wonder, are the questions about the Australian batsmen in particular fair? And if so, who would you take out or put in if you think that there might need to be changes? Our next test match is still a month away against New Zealand in a two-test series over there. So what more do we want or expect from the Australian test team? There should be questions about some of the performances. We only had two individual centuries across the home summer, David Warner and Travis Head. Now, it's getting harder and harder to get those big scores and, yes, bowler-friendly. But two individual centuries across the home summer is a, is a low marker. Let's not forget, however, Mitch Marsh fell twice in the 90s and Steve Smith the other day, 91, not out, carried his bat. So you could argue there were a couple that should have gone through. The Aussie collapses along the way, possibly the biggest concern. Along the way, in the various tests, we lost at stages 6 for 68, 4 for 16, 5 for 10, and 8 for 94 at the Gabba. And then, of course, there's the scores of Marnus against the Windies, 10, 1 not out, 3 and 5. So let's go through this top six because the Australian selectors and the coach and captain have made it very clear when David Warner retired, the reshuffle took place. Steve Smith said, I want to go up, I'll do it, which allowed them to get Cameron Green back in. And they made the point very clearly they wanted the top six best batters in a row there. That, that's how they wanted their top six. Very hard to argue. Usman Khawaja, 359 runs in 10 innings across the home summer at 39.8, a couple of half centuries and a top score of 90 as well. So solid, tick. Manus Labashain, averaged 28.25, three half centuries and a top score of 63, but just 19 runs in four innings against the West Indies and left wanting. A test average that was 63.43 is now 50.82, which is damn good. But the trajectory is not good. Is it technique? Is it form? Is it work? Well, we know that he works like a Trojan. So something's got to bounce back, and that's what they're banking on for Marnus Labashain. So not a tick there. Steve Smith, early days in this one, carried his bat, top score of 91, now opening the batting, of course. His summer netted 314 runs at a tick under 40. Travis Head, you get what you get, and you don't get upset. <laughs> Seems to be the way. A king pair, plus a golden in Melbourne. However, 119, if you please. Cameron Green, an interesting one. 64 runs in just three innings at 21.3. So we don't have the, the, the database here to have a real good look at Cameron Green. But the fact of the matter is now that this generational player is in the team at number four and scores of around 30 or 40 won't cut it anymore. In Cameron Green's scenario, it's over to him now. The selectors have put it firmly back on him. And then there's Mitch Marsh. Again, you get what you get. Top score of 96, twice out in the 80s. So he averages 54.3 across eight innings for the summer. So there you go. They're the numbers that are on the table. Does that warrant a discussion to ask whether or not the Australian batting lineup needs looking at? The bowlers have done their job. Or does it say to us that we're now looking at numbers like Manus Labashain's, for instance, who you'd back, I reckon, you'd be backing more to come good than go bad. Steve Smith is Steve Smith. 
Still early days in that experiment. Travis Head is Travis Head. Cameron Green, for me, is going to be the one, I think, with most for Sonny. Now played more than 20 tests. He's now in that spot. I don't think they're going to drop him, and I don't think he should be dropped at all. He did a heck of a lot of hard work with the ball. He's a freak in the field. He's a generational player for a reason, and they want him in there. So who do you take out and who do you put in? Do you think that it's time to ask some questions? Do you think they're fair? Throughout the course of the morning, we'll hear from the coach, Andrew McDonald, on the lineup. Stephen O'Keefe had a bit to say with Jimmy yesterday about that, but I want your say on that. 0457 736 736 on the text line. So the Dragons have landed Raymond Faitala Mariner immediately. A two-year deal for this year and 2025. He'll start training straight away. Remember, he had this year and next year remaining on his contract with the Bulldogs, but they've granted him the early release. And remember, at the end of last season, they said, go and have a look. So it all comes back to where he wanted to be and the system that he thought him and his teammates were comfortable in. He wasn't comfortable at the Bulldogs. So that part of it comes to an end. But have the Dragons got the right man here, in your opinion? Does it help them get away from wooden spoon favourites? They're favourites for the spoon this year. At $3.45, the Tigers at 3 bucks 50 What do you make of this Raymond Fatala Mariner signing from the Dragons? And how can Shane Flanagan and the Dragons get out of him what they couldn't get at the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs? Why will it work at St. George Illawarra when it wouldn't work at the Doggies? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Let me know your thoughts on that one. Meanwhile, the Dogs, uh, Phil Gould has said, we won't stand in Tavita Pangai Jr.'s way if he does return to the NRL this year with the Broncos. We're all a bit shocked when he gave it away last year. And if he's had a second think about that and wants to come back to the sport, I think the sport will be better for it wherever he goes. But he certainly has our blessing to go wherever he likes. So Gus there just being very pragmatic about it can go wherever he likes and, and has our blessing. So we'll have to watch this space on that one. TPJ possibly returning to the NRL this year. Meanwhile, JWH, whilst we're going in letters, and... Uh, Jack White, and they're going to miss out on the Vegas season opener, but they have got early returns from suspension. Jared Wairia Hargreaves and Jack White. And so along with Raiders back Sebastian Chris, they applied to have the representative fixtures they're expected to be selected for included as part of the bans imposed before the end of last year. So Sebastian Chris and Jared Wairia Hargreaves both back in round two. Whiten will come back in round three, which is when he'll make his debut for the Rabbitohs against the Roosters. How's that for a return? Straight into the fire. And Chris and JWH were able to include the three matches from the Pacific Championships in their bands. Whiten was able to include next month's All-Stars match in his three-match ban for biting Tyson Gamble last season. Okay with that or not? Let me know your thoughts. NFL, Kansas City Chiefs yesterday knocked over the Ravens 17 points to seven. And the dream for the Detroit Lions came to an end after leading 24-7 at halftime. They went down to the San Francisco 49ers, 34 points to 31. The Niners won it to make Super Bowl 58. So Monday, February 12 is the date at Allegiant Stadium, of course, in Las Vegas. And Super Bowl 58 will be the Kansas City Chiefs 
against the San Francisco 49ers. It's 18 and a half minutes after nine o'clock. The other thing that we'll do today is I want to know who needs to step up in 2024. So whilst you're posing those numbers around our cricketers and whilst we're talking about Ray uh, Faitala Mariner going across to the Dragons, we've just come off the back of the tennis. Who needs to step up to make a mark this year? Which one of our, or where does it need to happen with our cricket teams? Do the Dragons need to step up? And if so, how? What does Novak need to do to get to number 25, that magic number? And in Formula One, now the season's still a bit away, but in Formula One, there's been a rebranding. So the Red Bull Junior team, known as Alpha Tauri, which used to be Toro Rosso, has now been rebranded again. So remember the, the junior team, when they were Toro Rosso, that's Italian for Red Bull. So that was a pretty easy mix. Alpha Tauri's the clothing brand, and that's where they got that name from. They are now going to be known as Visa, uh, the Visa Cash App RB Formula One team. The Visa Cash, Cash App RB Formula I can't even say it. So that apparently they'll be known as RB instead of Red Bull. But that's a mouthful. They need to step up. Come on. This is Formula One. You don't need a mouthful like that. Visa Cash App RB Formula One team. That's just an aside this morning for you to think about. So we've got a day of conundrums. We're trying to help MC uh, get back into work this morning. He's in the car heading off to work right now. Hopefully we can give him some news tips as he tries to start with a, an open sort of clean slate and get some news stories pumping today. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is my open line number. If, you'd, if you're going to be looking at changes at the Australian cricket team, who and why? And let me know your thoughts on that. 20 minutes after 9 o'clock on this Tuesday morning right here on SEN, 11.70 a.m. in Sydney.